Check our full list of cancellations on our websites. KWOS.com 93.9, TheEagle.com. Welcome into Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I am Brandon Rather, joined by John Marsh, Stephanie Bell, Brian Housworth, producer Hannah, former congressman. Billy Long, former U.S. Senate candidate Billy Long, joining us on the show this morning. Always great to have you with us here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, Congressman. I want to ask you now, not quite a month removed from the shenanigans in D.C., you watch what's happening there today. What is the one thing this morning that's just really getting on your nerves as it relates to Washington, D.C.? Well, you know, it's just the dysfunction up there. It's, uh, you know, I talk about gain of function in China that uh, Fauci did that research. And we have a gain of dysfunction going on in Washington, D.C. And uh, John Gizzi is writing an article for Newsmax, and he asked about my take on Kevin McCarthy. And I told him. John Boehner, when I got sworn in, we had like, I think it was 246 Republican seats. It was a huge wave, 87 new Republicans that year, only nine new Democrats. And, but we couldn't pass gas. I mean, we couldn't get anything passed. It, it was, couldn't get 218 votes on anything. So Boehner failed. He quit early. He left midterm. And then Paul Ryan comes in. Paul Ryan fails miserably. He he announces a year before he left that he was leaving, which was an interesting dynamic and very poor uh, form, I thought. And I wish Kevin the best. Uh, he's the hardest working guy in D.C., maybe with the exception of our own Jason Smith. Between those two, and they're kind of a tag team, they do everything together. But they both those guys work uh, tirelessly. Kevin's a proficient fundraiser, so I wish him well. But, you know, I hope things don't happen in threes, like they say, with three failed speakerships. All right. Our guest, uh, former Congressman Billy Long, former U.S. Senate candidate, used to rep Southwest Missouri when he references uh, Jason Smith. He's talking about uh, the congressman that reps Southeast Missouri. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is supposed to be meeting with Joe Biden today. Uh, you just talked about McCarthy, in your mind, one of the hardest-working guys in D.C. Does he go in there seriously with an open mind and seek to understand first with Joe, or do you think Kevin's going in there and he's just, nope, I'm ready to do battle? I mean, what's the reality of what happens in well, situations uh, like uh, this? It, it, it'll be a big nothing burger. They will come out of there with nothing uh, good on either side. They may, you know, put a... You know, a little lipstick, lipstick on the pig and say that, you know, they got some things accomplished and they're going to work hand in hand. But Joe Biden has no intention at all of working with the Republicans. And Kevin McCarthy, he's got his agenda that he's pushing. It's a, you know, in the freedom, cause all, all this, I, t- I told, uh, Mark Alford, your, your congressman, that, that I said, you voted for speaker. 15 times i only voted six times in 12 years for speaker so you're you're more experienced than i am voting for a speaker of the house so but with through all that i think came out some good things some good changes but i was talking to one of my former colleagues last week and they said one of the things they pushed for the freedom caucus was to be able to you know, offer amendments on the floor, which we had not been able to do, uh, ad nauseum, but they didn't calculate 
that the Democrats would take advantage of that and offer amendments on the floor ad nauseum. And so the Democrats are putting on these bills we've already had. The Democrats are putting poison pill amendments on the floor and passing them. And so then our Republican colleagues, a lot of them, can't vote for it. So the legislation is going down. So it's not as easy as it seems to move to the right and, you know, allow more amendments and things like that. So there's a lot of, uh, like they say, you know, about legislating, you don't, don't want to watch it being made. You don't want to watch sausage being made. Well, we talked in the D.C. rundown this morning about how Japan and the Netherlands are coming to a supposed deal with the U.S. to restrict China's access to uh, materials to make these computer chips. And I'm looking at your Twitter and you were talking, um, I think uh, you had retweeted a Wall Street Journal article about how China's been uh, buying computer chips against some U.S. restrictions for a long time. What do we know about these chips? What are they being used for and what can we do about it? Well, they're just regular chips, but they're, but at one time, uh, in fact, when I was on the uh, Homeland Security, we found out that a lot of our equipment was made with bogus chips for our U.S. military. We did get that legislation passed. We did put a stop to that. But just like you said, that article there in the Wall Street Journal, they circumvent the system. They, they're not supposed to be able, we're supposed to be restricting them from buying these chips, but they have been for years. And hopefully this relationship with the Netherlands and Japan will curtail that and and we have to bring chip manufacturing back to the United States. I know in Arizona that they put in a plant down there and this stuff doesn't happen overnight. I recently bought a new vehicle. They gave me a fob and they gave me a little thing that looked I don't know looked like a bent piece of metal, it looked like an Allen wrench kinda. And I said, What's that? And they said, well, that's, that's for your other fob. We, we, we don't have enough fobs to give everybody two fobs anymore. You're going to have to get your fob whenever we get it and send it to you. And I don't know that I will ever receive that fob. Congressman. Congressman, great to have you with us. We always appreciate hearing from you. I want to uh, ask you about a little bit different angle, and that is about the issue of, of civility in, in Washington. Everybody knows you're a conservative and you, you obviously voted, for, you know, very conservative in Congress. But every year at the State of the Union address, I would see you on national television and you'd be in that, that row. President Obama and later President Trump, they would always sign your tie for St. Jude. And I remember seeing you shake President Obama's hand numerous times. At times he, sh- he signed that and you raised money for children's cancer. But I saw some really nasty tweets about you from the right. How could you shake President Obama's hand. You saw those too. How do you respond to people who say stuff like that? I, you know, it was going to get me beat. Number one, I was only going to be a one-term congressman because I shook Obama's hand. Uh, Brian, when I first got elected, and I, and I think I put this in my last long short report, which kind of wrapped up the end of my twelve years. And uh, when I first got elected, like I said, it was a huge wave. I think there was eighty-seven new Republicans, nine new Democrats. Speaker Pelosi, who was losing the speakership, had an event for us during orientation in the conference room right next to the speaker's office. And so my wife and I go, and I think there might have been one other Republican couple out of 87 that went. And I, I said, can we get a speaker with you? I asked Pelosi, and she said, sure. So I hand my camera to somebody that take the picture. I text it to the news leader, the Springfield news leader, to the reporter. The next day they printed it in the 
paper, my Wi-Fi and Pelosi standing together. And it was kind of like, to me, a trophy. Like, you know, we'd got her. She's out. We beat her. And everybody, you know, all that just caused such a controversy. People said that, uh, you know, Long's a one-termer. Hey, can you believe he's so stupid that he would let someone take his picture with Pelosi? And I'm like, yeah, I'm so stupid. I took it myself around my phone, and I sent it to the news leader myself. So that's how stupid I am. My, my philosophy was if that gets me beat, uh, I don't need to go back anyway. But I, when I left Congress, the lady that runs the uh, – member services my wife and i went to meet with her about what happens after congress and see i've always been on obamacare or i have been after like my first six or eight months because when it went into effect all congressmen had to be on obamacare which most people don't know they think we get free insurance and we get the best insurance well now i'm on the government group plan in retirement and i do pay for it of course and uh but she, we were sitting there, and she looked at my wife. She said, I've been here 28 years, and this is my all-time favorite member of Congress. Mm. And I, and then next, oh, a few days later, I was down in the uh, credit union, and I was talking to the lady there, and, and her assistant came out to get me to take her back to her office. She said, you know, Billy, Adrian says she's been here 11 years, and you're her all-time favorite member of Congress. So I was always a people person. I, I, you know, I disagreed with Pelosi on everything, but I'd be cordial. I'm cordial to everyone. Like you said, I'd shake the president's hand, whoever it was, sure. and I would encourage Mark Alford and Eric uh, Burleson to get there and sit on that aisle like I, <laughs> I did, and uh, you know, be be active, and and you can reach across the aisle, you know. But occasionally, I did legislation where I needed a Democrat to sign on. Uh, Don McKeachin, who uh, passed away, we worked on legislation together, and uh, he passed away shortly after that. But you've got to have Democrats to co-sponsor bills to put them forward a lot of the time. So it, it doesn't hurt at all to be friendly to the other side. You don't have to. I also came out of there, me and Jason Smith were always tied for the most conservative voting record in the state of all the congressmen. So you can be very conservative, but you can also be cordial. I mean, why run around with red face all the time, be angry at everything that's going on and be angry at the Democrats? It's good to push back on them and fight with them when you need to, but you don't have to just be walking around hateful all the time. You don't have to take it home with you. Our guest, Congressman Billy Long, here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. we got about a minute left here, sir. Billy, what's your take on our junior senator, Mr. Schmidt? Can he get the job done? Yeah, I, th- I think he'll be. He's kind of had a rough start. He tried to force his way on the ju- judiciary, which wasn't a good thing. Marsha Blackburn and Tommy Tuberville didn't appreciate it at all. He was like, you guys need to step aside and let me, you know, like I'm smarter than you type of deal. So that was a little uh, misstep, I think. But I think he'll be a very effective senator, and I think that he'll be a hard worker, and uh, he's got a good team behind him. So, yeah, I think that uh, Eric will do a great job. All right, and again, not a lot of time, but leave us with something positive. What is it uh, you look towards D.C., what's something positive happening right now, uh, happening positive there right now? Well, I think that you do see uh, curtailing of the spending uh, being attempted by the Republicans and Kevin McCarthy. And, you know, I was not proud of the fact that when I went to Congress my freshman year, I auctioned the national debt on the floor. You can Google that. Yeah. It was $14 trillion. At the end of my term, it's $31 plus trillion, which I was not proud of at all. But I always voted against the omnibuses, the minibuses, the continuing resolutions, all these huge spending packages. And, they, you know, with these new 
new law, new uh, rules that the Freedom Caucus got McCarthy to institute, I really think they're going to be serious about trying to make, you know, some moves towards cutting all this uh, egregious spending that goes on in Washington. But trouble is, it's always, you know, even from the Republicans, the conservatives, it's don't cut you, don't cut me, cut the little boy behind the tree. You get someone in the mortgage business and we go to doing something with uh, Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, even though they're huge conservatives, they'll go, oh, oh, don't let them cut. That's a good program. Well, everybody's program is a good program in their mind. All right, Congressman Billy Long, Steph and I will see you in Springfield a couple of weeks from now for statewide Lincoln Days, all right? I look forward to it. You betcha. All right. We'll see you, Congressman. Billy Long this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri getting ready for What's Hot With. Hannah, what's smoking this morning, Hannah? Have you seen the controversy behind M&M's and their reaction to said controversy?